Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Unsigned and Independent, Season 2, Episode 4, with my guy Kevin O'Connell. Hey, Kevin, who's in this week? We got Kanan Cox in this week. Now, I know Kanan because Kanan came up and said hello. He was, at the time, waiting tables as he, you know, a lot of artists, they have to work jobs so they can pursue their career in music, like most do. And so I met him because he was like, hey, I don't know if you have any time, but check it out. I saw his name and his Instagram, remembered it, went to it, and then I took him out and opened for me for sure. I mean, we've kind of had a, you know, a cool little experience together. Why were you intrigued by Kanan Cox? Because he reached back out and I was interested in hearing more of his story. And we got in depth more of even his love story, which is the first time I've done this on the podcast, and kind of how that's molded him into the artist he is today. It's a crazy one. His and love story is crazy? love story, yeah. He... Flew to Europe. Don't don't give too much. On a one-way ticket. That's all I'm gonna say. Dang. To try to get a girl back. I don't even know this. Okay. And then, it, true or false? I don't know if you guys talked about it. He used to perform on cruise ships. Did you guys talk about that? Yeah. Kanan's done a lot of interesting things to lead him to this point now. So, how'd you feel about him when you were done? Do you feel like he's a guy that could really take off soon? Yeah, he's got a great character to him. He's funny. He's very energetic. He does it all from dancing to. Songwriting, he does dance, huh? everything. Yeah, he does yeah. everything. He's just an entertainer. And isn't that the case with a lot of these artists? They have to do everything because they are unsigned and independent, so they have to learn all these skills because they don't have a record label putting a bunch of money into them yet. Exactly. So here we go. Unsigned and independent. It's Kevin and Kanan Cox, which, by the way, his new EP "End Up in a Song" comes out May fifth. And he said, I think he messaged me once and said his streams went up to like twenty four thousand a month to now a million after he came on the show which is pretty good for the old Bobby Bone show, if I do say so myself. Absolutely. And and it also shows really how good he is. All right, that's the deal. Kevin O'Connell, unsigned and independent here on the Bobbycast. Kanan, how we doing today, man? Living the dream. I'm glad you said Kanan. Sometimes everyone says Cannon, like Cannon Cox, like the most perfect porn name on the planet. That is, that was... (laughs) Right? I didn't think about that till just now. When oh, now that no. you say that, it, it does make I've sense. I've said, uh, yeah, there's been time. I'm like, what? Where did you, hmm, what did you think mm. that that was how you said that? 
I am glad you brought that up right away. I wanted to start with that because when I look at it, I mean, I didn't think of You're a good. Name, but You're right. uh, the pronunciation is Canaan, but it is spelled C-A-N-A-A-N. Yeah. So where does that name come from? Um, it's biblical. So like the land of Canaan, I mean, that depends on like where you're from and how much Bible you've read, I guess, in your life or where you grew up. But yeah, the uh, land of Canaan, it's like where Moses took, it's the promised land where okay. milking. Yeah. So that makes shows- me sound like a complete egotistical butthole, but <laughs> no, I'm the promised land. No, but that is it you know, in the Bible. That's where it's from. Okay. Well, that shows how much, uh, I guess, religion, Bible, I am well-versed in. Which... You are not alone. Like people say, Canon Canon is what Starbucks usually says. Canon Cox. I'm like, what? In the, what planet? Are you? I mean, of course, like it's my name, so I know that it's that. But usually, I just say a different name. Or if my wife's with me, I'm just like, oh, look, do you have a name for the order? I'm like Kimberly. <laughs> no, sounds... Not even, not even, not even going to try. Not even going to try. Have you ever even used a fake name for yourself? Like mine's as simple as can be. I'm Kevin. Yeah. You know, have you ever said like I've I'm tr- Kevin? I'm Dave. Ben. Ben. Okay. I've said Ben. There yeah. you go. I was like, I'm Ben. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Told your parents or your mom, like, mom, why'd you have to give me this name that people just mispronounce all the time? No, I mean, I've just like steered into the skid with it. I love it. Um, it's a very, I've only met one other person with that name, um, so it's unique, um, but I've never never had any problems with it nope. so, or never been like, oh, come on. And luckily now, like Starbucks is probably the only, you know, coffee shops are the only place that ever like take your name for, for certain orders or whatever. And I just order online now, so they can't get it wrong. You just order on the app and it's like. They still say it wrong, but That's true. at least it's spelt it. right. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even give it to them. I'm like C A N A A N, and it'll come out K A N E N, and I'm like, what? It's on my Instagram profile. It literally because it happens so much that it's literally it's my Instagram bio says it's pronounced Kanan K A Y hyphen N I N Kanan. So. You just like right off the bat. I want everybody to know right now. This it's is not it. Canon. This not yeah. <laughs> Don't start making crap up here. It's Canaan. It's Canaan. Well, speaking of uh, your mom, family, parents, where are you from? Talk about your upbringing a little bit. Yeah, grew up in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina. It's just uh, south of Asheville because no one ever knows where Hendersonville is unless you're here and then you think it's Hendersonville, Tennessee. And mm-hmm. yeah, so but everyone pretty much knows where Asheville is. But yeah, grew up, grew up there. You know, good old musical family. Mom still actually plays in a like a band around town, just kind of the the bar scene over there. And dad writes. Um, we still write. We haven't written in a long time. There before things started to kind of, I don't know, quote unquote, take off. We've we had a few songs like actually out there into Spotify and DSPs and stuff that he had actually co-written with me. Um, but yeah, so just kind of grew up in music. My grandma played the piano. I grew up listening to you know her play and mom play and dad play and those kind of things and just kind of surrounded myself. When did you move to Nashville? I uh, did cruise ships for three years. I performed with cruise ships just like playing the guitar on there and got to, you know, travel and, and play in the pubs and stuff like that. And then I moved uh, right at the end of 2016 um, is when I moved to Nashville. Just, yeah, didn't know anyone, didn't know anything that was going on. You know, obviously you hear the cliches of, you know, play downtown and write and you, there's no, if there was a right way to do it, then we'd all be, you know, famous by now in country music or, <laughs> right. you know, and there, there just isn't. Um, and definitely not, not now. I will get there. But yeah, so I just, I went downtown, started playing some sh- shows, just did my thing. I was literally what I was doing on cruise ships, just copy and paste towards you know nashville um but knew that that was just not a dead end but it wasn't where i wanted to be i know a lot of people get down there and they just get stuck down there mm-hmm. um so i went down there for a few months and then started to do uh just trying to book anything 
outside of here. I mean, you know, go and look. Oh, this place in, you know, random middle nowhere. Kentucky has this brewery. Hey, brewery, do you mind if pay me a hundred bucks? I'll come up with my PA and play for three hours and did that and did that for a while. Um, and then it turned out to be something pretty cool later. Like we did like a small radio tour to secondary radio, um, which is kind of the, you know, more of the rural parts of the states and stuff. And there's like five stations in Wisconsin alone. And so we would, I did a radio campaign there and I was again, like, Hey, you didn't come up on a Wednesday play in the corner from four to seven on our happy hour at the, you know, off brand Applebee's, Yeah, you know, and you're like, all right, cool. And you go and you're playing right by the, you know, men's toilet. And you're like, this is cool, I guess. But now having, you know, you go and then those shows turn into full band shows and then full band shows, you turn into ticketed shows. And now like, yeah, we're going in May, we're on the road playing in green Bay and Omaha. That's all ticketed shows. Omaha's almost sold out. Green Bay is a guaranteed show. And you know, yeah, the hundred, hundred buck show in the corner turned into those people who saw you there Mm -hmm. are also there. And now they have every single shirt that you ever put out and know every single song in the world. And yeah, it's just, it was a cool, a cool uh, build. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have a time during that building where you were thinking to yourself, maybe one night and you're like, damn, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Some long nights. Um, yeah. So 2019, we were like, we were just hitting it hard. I mean, we, it was just weekend warrior stuff, a lot of cover gigs um, and things were starting to progress because we were playing a bunch. And again, this was, pre-covid and then covid happened and like we had like chatted up with a few agencies i had opened for a few folks you know some reputable names and i was like okay like this is going we got into some of the publishing houses to write and then covid happened and i'll see it just screwed everybody over um well depending on which way you looked at it and then after the covid kind of like cleared off we started doing the cover things again and it was right around i guess you know, 20, 20, 20, 21, like things were back kind of, you know, quote unquote normal. I got off the stage a lot and on my face, like, oh yeah, like we rocked. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I'm so tired of playing everyone else's songs but mine. Yeah. Um, and before that, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, it, it was, it was putting food on the table, you know, it was putting, uh, you know, keeping the lights on, putting a roof over my head. And I got married uh, in 2021, you know, got a little, got a little guy and, um, to take care of as well. And so those, you know, living that rock star weekend warrior life became less and less appealing because I was like, this, you know, it sucks. I don't want to miss his bedtime. And, um, and that's actually, I went back to serving. That's when I gave Bobby, you know, Bobby bones, the, the coaster at the restaurant. And after that, I think I worked one more shift. I picked up one of my friends needed someone to pick up a shift because there's something happened. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I didn't work a single day again. I'm on a tangent. I was literally in the middle of this. I was like, where did we, (laughs) what was the question? The question. um, No. Yes. There there have been times when I'm like, this sucks. How do I get out of it? Um, I think that was last year. Yeah. We get, we played a show. And one of the venues didn't pay us. And like looking at my band, I was like, yeah, guys, I'm going to have to just pay out of my pocket and make sure you guys are taken care of. I called my dad. I was like in tears. I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like I, I hate playing these songs. I don't want to do this, but also I don't know what else I would do if I didn't do this. And that was like a huge turning moment um, just for like either you can go and keep playing those shows and hate your life or 
get off your not get off your butt. I've always been like grinding and stuff, but it's like yeah. there it was a different game plan. Yeah, I had different um, initiative, I guess. But. Yeah, no, I get it. And then you talked about this story with Bobby. For those of listening, maybe they haven't heard you before. You've been on the show a couple times and you've told the story. But can you tell that again real quick right now? Yeah. A little synopsis of it and just kind of what happened that night and how you came across Bobby and basically why we're sitting here doing this right yeah, now. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so um, the serving job I had when I first moved into town, obviously don't do, didn't do that anymore. I stopped doing that in 17 when I started playing some acoustic shows. Went back during COVID. Obviously, all shows got canceled in 2020. So I was like, hey, restaurant, Del Frisco's, you guys want to have me back out? And uh, yeah, long story short, I saw Bobby Bones come in. I was like, I have to say something. Like, got to do something. So, wrote my name down on a coaster, and I just literally said, "Hey, and you know, love your story, love the hustle. I'm hustling. Like, check me out. Enjoy your dinner." And they just got uh, him and Caitlin got married just you know not too long or before that. And so mm-hmm. I just like, congratulations, enjoy. Didn't think anything of it. And then literally, well, I think I was at Walmart the next day, like getting groceries or something. And my phone rang. I was like, hey, this is uh, Mike. Uh, we just gave Bobby your, your name. Would you like to be on, on the show? We'd like to give you a call at least on, on Monday. And I was freaked out. Freaked out. The called, was on the show. And then he invited me on the show, actually, um, two days later to sing and, and play. And it was, yeah, it's definitely changed my life he's been he's messaged me a few times on you know instagram or i had a bunch of people come out to shows we try to book shows that he was syndicated in with iheart mm-hmm. and some pds like reached out and it was really cool and i would take pictures like hey like this is because of you know send him sending the pictures to him and he's like this is you know super cool um and then he had me back out um on the show about eight months later just to kind of check in and he had me open for him at the uh, strawberry festival awesome um which was yeah which is super cool but that was that story. Awesome. And here we are now. And look at us now. Yeah. That leads to this. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What are some other hobbies you have outside of making music or songwriting, anything else not musically involved? Literally, I don't, I don't think I have. I don't have hobbies. I hate to like be that person, but it's like if I'm not dad, husband, or working on the career, I'll go to the movies. Like I love cinema and that's kind of my two hour window of like, I'll actually turn my phone off and like not look at anything. I'll just be like, just immerse yourself into this world and just not think about anything. Um, which usually I'll watch it and I'll get inspired. I'm like, Oh, that's a cool idea for a music video. So I'll have to tell myself to stop that. But yeah, I don't, uh, mean fitness. I work out. I, I love that. I used to be, um, you know, like 280 pounds. And so that's, that's another story, but yeah, fitness is a huge part of my life. Um, so that's, Again, the five o'clock, five a.m. club, getting up, working out in the morning, getting that done. What is that fitness journey you're talking about? Then I, I read upon that you had a major turning point in your life, physically, mentally. Yeah, can you talk about that story a little? Yeah, bit? for sure. Um, was in a horrible relationship. That's the key of all good songs. And uh, yeah, but she just left me for another dude. Literally said she wasn't attracted anymore. And I was like, well, this is fun. This is fantastic. Uh, wrote a lot of songs about it, um, but. It did, yeah, it hit me hard, and I was like, this is, I just, yeah, I didn't, didn't like what I was seeing in the mirror, not just physically, but mentally. I was like, man, I've been in denial for a year and a half of this relationship. I don't like the guy I see. Like, it just, there was no security at all. It was just all insecure. And, uh, yeah, I called my brother's friend who was a trainer. I was on a cruise ship at the time. I was in the middle of the Mediterranean. I remember exactly. It was like yesterday. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, this is Kanan. I'm uh, Casey's little brother. I know you're a trainer. Like, I don't care if you like tie me to a truck and make me pull it up a hill. I want to get in shape and like get my life back together. And left the cruise ship because that's where my, my ex was at the time. And we were on the same ship together. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was horrible. That's a whole nother thing. We won't get there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I literally was like, I can't be here anymore. The furthest we could be away from each other is like 100 yards at all times. So uh, yeah, flew back and just, it's been a thing ever since. Like literally since um, I think I did one more contract for Carnival instead of the other ship I was on. Um, but then, yeah, and then moved here and then I met another trainer. But yeah, it, it was around 285 at my worst, I guess, and just went for it. And I never looked back. And it's just a huge, huge part of, just like I said, yeah, my, my life, my, it is a hobby, but I can go like two, I can go 48 hours without doing cardio. I don't have to lift, but if I can go 48 hours without at least doing some kind of cardio or I will turn into a monster. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. It's a huge, huge part of my life as well. Yeah. I mean, physically, mentally, everything. If I haven't worked out on anything two days now. And I'm like, I'm going crazy a little bit. Mentally. Yeah. Not even just physically, mentally. 
You were at 285? Yeah. Jeez. I was 285, and then the we shot a... Well, I did the, the trainer back home in North Carolina, and then I got here, and then I wanted to... We were shooting a music video, and it was like a boxing theme, and I got with the trainer here, and he just changed my life. Because it was always like, you know, oh, it's cool. Like, I, you know, you're eating granola and yogurt and like fruit. Like, this is healthy. Like, so I dropped all that, like, the excess weight up front and I was like cool but I still like wasn't looking like I wanted to and then I met my trainer here and he was like screw all of that like <laughs> you don't need to be in any of this and it's because so obviously you know you talk about it and everyone let's say oh blah 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 you looked fine the way you were and all whatever all that kind of stuff I was like what I wanted to look like what I wanted to be I was he was like you need to eat chicken and asparagus that was it that's it I, that was it and so we had one month for this music video and so yeah for one month i had a cup of egg whites in the morning half of a grapefruit and then chicken breast and asparagus protein shake and almonds at three chicken and asparagus chicken and asparagus and that's what i ate for an entire month before the video and it was everything but he, i mean obviously that's a extreme and i'm not telling anyone to go out there and do that unless you have a video in four weeks then <laughs> sure go for it after the video i did smash a whole beer nachos and a burger for those of you who are like oh my god body shaming <laughs> um but yes so um he just changed my life with just like i didn't know what gi was of uh i don't know if anyone else does too but like a fruit like oh yeah like eating fruit's good and i was like yeah well actually watermelon the gi the glucose index of a watermelon basically it's the speed of which something turns into sugar in your body a grapefruit is low you think of like a speed mm-hmm. so it's like cool i could get this wrong it could be the opposite it could be whatever but a grapefruit let's just say that like it's like a 20 20 gi which means it breaks down in your body very slow which gives your body time to use it as energy where you eat a watermelon and it basically is eating Skittles and you've got about 15 seconds before your body goes, mm, that's sugar. Let us store that away as fat. Um, and so just learning all about that kind of stuff. Really? It's a big, I guess you could say fitness is a hobby because I do really love it in that sense of how excited I just got talking about glucose <laughs> index. Um, but yeah, just learning about all of those things. And it's like, yeah, an apple a day might keep a doctor away, but it'll also keep those love handles on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, what, are, what are some good ones then to eat? Um, the, yeah, grapefruit is the best, okay. which I was surprised because it's so tasty. Grapefruits, like cherries, like oranges are okay. Blueberries are like right in that mid-range. But sometimes like the watermelons, the kiwis, uh, bananas, obviously it's a little bit different. It's a different carb, mm-hmm. it's a different sugar, but it's still breaking down at your body at a certain pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can literally, if you're, if you're actually interested in any of this, whoever is listening, just literally go like, GI level fruits and the same thing you do it with meats you can do it with vegetables um obviously vegetables aren't that bad but like the fruits are the big ones as far as like how fast something breaks down in your body so okay well if you didn't know you were tuning into a health and <laughs> yeah I didn't podcast, I was like, we are. <laughs> anyways i got songs out too listen to those yeah. <laughs> back yeah. to the music yeah back to your life um you know you said you had a bad relationship before and now you're married you have a kid, I see on Instagram, beautiful kid, wife, everything, you look yeah, happy. Yeah. What is that relationship like? How'd you two meet? And what's the love story behind that? That is for an entire other episode. Okay. It's, I won't tell you all the things because it would take forever. And it's very sweet. It is a Nicholas Sparks book, if I do say so myself. Annalise is over there. She knows a little bit of the story. She knows what's going down. Um, but we met on cruise ships. 
Um, she was a dancer. I was a performer. I had just gotten out of that crappy relationship that I was just talking about. So I was in a pretty vulnerable place. She was actually dating someone else. Um, yeah. And then whatever, a couple of months went by and then we started dating each other and I knew she was it. Like I knew at whatever, 25, 26 years old, I was like, this is love of my life. Mm-hmm. And it could have just been like stupid love and young love or whatever. But I'm here to tell you that it wasn't because I, mean, I married her. Mm-hmm. Um, but we broke up. She's from England. Uh, so we, I got on a different ship. So we were about to do long distance. We only dated for like two and a half, maybe three months. Um, and that's how I kind of knew that she was it. But I was like, we didn't date very long, mm-hmm. but it still had that hold on me. But being this stupid 25 year old boy that I was I was like we're doing long distance I don't know if this is going to work I broke it off and it was yeah it was just devastating and then so yeah we separated three years pass I had wow. moved here hadn't I'd reached out to her a few times like tried to like hey I've had dreams about us being together and waking up and just straight up tears crying because you're not actually in my life at all she didn't respond to anything never said a word to me um yeah, and then in 2019, I get a phone call, and it was her, and I was like, oh my God, I've waited for this phone call for my entire life. And she's got the English accent, though, you oh, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hello, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and so we chatted for like an hour and a half, and she told me about the, my son's not biologically mine, but he is, he is mine. We're actually like one more step. We have like a paper to sign on Wednesday, and he is officially adopted. Um, so Congratulations. I'm, thank you. I'm really excited about that um yeah so she called we just reconnected i wrote uh, a song literally as we hung up the phone um it's called when it comes to you guys go listen to it and stream it on spotify and apple music and iHeartRadio and everything whatever you listen to um <laughs> wherever you get it wherever you listen to go it listen illegally to it. download it on limewire um <laughs> LimeWire. all right dating ourselves right? yeah a little go. bit whatever it's on my top five of myspace <laughs> yes. no um anyways we reconnected it took us a bit obviously we hadn't chatted for three years, I have, you know, just had my head down, lost the weight, doing this thing. I was just like, I'm going to chase this dream and was doing a pretty good job. Like I said, it was 2019. Like agents were kind of talking to us. We were about to do another UK tour, all of this fun stuff. Um, so it took us about a year to finally be like, who are we now? What is this going on? Like there's a kid involved. I don't know what's going on. Like there's a lot. Uh, so it took us about a year and then we finally figured it out. Um, and then I flew over there. I surprised her the first time. I just showed up on her front doorstep, which could have gone one or two ways. It went the good way. Good. Um, yeah. Happy, happy to hear that. I, yeah. I mean, you got the ring on. So yeah, the ring's I, on. I she, well, did. that was that was one of the two. So the first time I went over, I was like, hey, I'm still super like into this. Like if you are, and we, you know, chatted and then like months went by and we were like, okay, well, I'm still kind of scared. Like, what is this? I don't know. And then finally I got my, you know, I stopped being stupid and I was like, I'm in love with this girl. Like, I don't care what it's going to take to be with her. Uh, but I thought I was losing her. She was kind of on the like, hey, I've heard this kind of stuff before kind of stuff. So I got on another plane, literally the next, my drummer, we were heading back from a show. He, uh, Daniel, I was like, hey man, when we get back, will you take me to the airport? I got to go over there. Like I've got to like show her. I bought a one-way ticket. I was with a bag. I was like, showed up on her front doorstep. I was like, hey, I'm here to be with you. Like it is your move. You... Tell me what you want me to do, but I'm here to tell you that I'm in love with you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And she told me to go home. Oh, yeah. Shut up. So, yeah. I, I was I like- I was not anticipating yeah, that. Yeah. So, that the first time was great. This time wasn't. So, I was like, can I get a ride back to the train station, please? So, got a ride. Got, uh, yeah, on the train ride from Norwich back to London, I wrote another song, 1%. Go stream it. 
um, uh, wrote it on the train and I just knew like we were going to end up together. I knew like I was devastated. My dad called me and he was like, I had a feeling that that's the way that was going to go, but I just wanted you to have your own journey there. And I was like, thanks pops, which I wouldn't have listened to him. If you told me not to go, I still would have gone. Um, it's good. So I wrote that song and then I just, I messaged her and I just said, Hey, like, I don't know when or what, but I know that we end up together. And I was like, there's stuff, obviously, you know, biological dad stuff was going, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, I will be here whenever you're are ready to be with me. Um, yeah. And about like a month later, she was like, I miss you. And I was like, let's do this. I went over there. Uh, I visited, I landed in England and COVID, uh, they shut down everything. If I had gone one more day later, I wouldn't have been able to get into the country. Got over there. Got like a two week trip turned into a two and a half month trip. Um, but we got engaged then. And so like, there was no better way to spend the engage. I had planned everything. I had talked to this bookstore. I had a photographer, I had all of this stuff planned. And then COVID happened. And I was like, do you want to go for a walk in the woods and like the, some pretty woods outside? And I was like, I, the, my photographer was, he's like, where are you guys? I'm like, by this tree with a, I don't know. It's like a big old bird's nest in it. We're somewhere over here. And it was, it was very cute and how it all, like the engagement thing happened. And I told her at, afterwards, like I had this all planned and all this stuff. She was like, when the photographer jumped out of the bushes, I knew what was about to happen. Cause it was just us. And all of a sudden some random guy with a camera was like, Right, it's either a really creepy guy yeah. or somebody you hire. And so I was like going through this big speech or whatever, and she was like, "Yep." As soon as that guy jumped out of the bushes, I was like, "Ah, oh, he's gonna propose." So, anyways, we got married and um, or we got engaged. There's some you know crazy stuff with the uh, like you know obviously green cards and all these kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. But she's here and he's here, and we're just the happiest little couple in the world that's awesome man I congratulations guess. yeah thank great you. love story thanks we got fitness love music whatever you want whatever you guys here. make sure you're eating those grapefruits today <laughs> it's all here. check out your latest rom-com yeah, right. at regal welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list i'm Brittany spanos and i'm rob sheffield we're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. 
We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You had a couple singles drop already this year, Hate Me More. Yep. That dropped in January, and then March was twice. Mm-hmm. And tell me about that song, Hate Me More first. How'd that song come about? And uh, That one was kind of inspired by something my wife said, Kimberly. Uh, she jokingly like we talked after like reconnecting we hadn't talked for three years she said she's like yeah she's like i would come up with things that were complete lies like i knew they weren't actually true about you but like i had to like try to push you away so i would come up with stuff in my head like she just makes you sound like a psychotic crazy woman but she's not she's perfect um but yeah i was like i get that like you you come up you kind of exaggerate something to just be like yeah whatever blah 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 and that kind of came up with that vibe of like i tell everyone i hate you but i hate me more because i actually am you know i'm still in love with you and that's what happened. I mean, that's where it came from. I knew that's when we went to the right. I wanted to write that. And I'd listened to a few like reference tracks of what I wanted. I wanted this kind of upbeat, aggressive, like it sounds like a banger, you know, this crazy rock upbeat song. But then you listen to the words. And I was like, oh, this is like really vulnerable and sad. Um, mm-hmm. But it was that was kind of on purpose because it's like, I tell everyone I hate you. But the truth is, I am actually really, really sad. And I don't know why I try to tell myself that I'm not in love with you because I totally am. So if you hear the song, please come back to me. But I'm going to sing about it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that was that one. Um, And then twice, I actually didn't write. Um, It was an outside cut. But when I heard it, Kimberly was actually with me. Um, And as you now have heard the story of us, like being able to love you, the, the hook on that song is if we loved each other once, could we love each other twice? And as soon as I heard it, uh, Kimberly was with me and I let her listen to it. And she was like, oh my God, like this, I relate, we relate. This is our story. Like, yeah, we obviously loved each other and then reconnected. And um, we did in fact love each other twice. Uh, so once that kind of, that that brought itself um, into the pile of the songs, I was like, this is the one I want to cut, like mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I asked my distributors, I was like, I got like a couple other songs. I'm like, nope, that's the one you should definitely we really love that for you. So, do you find it a huge difference in songs that you write compared to songs that maybe you didn't write yourself but you relate to? Like the way that you sing them or the way that you feel them, is it two separate emotions or is it similar? If that makes sense. Um, I don't know if I've had enough experience with outside songs enough to to say that. Um, I will say that the publisher sent me about twenty songs to listen to, and I skipped anything with like beer in the title or the liquor in the title or if anyone was truck ran yeah truck or randomly driving by any body of water listening to tom petty i was just like nah, i'm gonna skip this and i listened to them all and i was just like he's like 
I was like, I like these two. He's like, you listen to those fast? I was like, yeah, I skipped 88% of them because I heard <laughs> beer or whiskey or something. I was like, I get it. Like, I like country music. I was like, but I feel like there's plenty of other things to sing about. Um, uh, so I don't, I think Long Way Home is another song of mine that was an outside cut and I heard it and that was more vocally. I just love the melody of that song. Um, and when I, I demoed it for the producer and I was like, if you guys don't, like if someone doesn't cut this in a couple of months, like, can I have it? Yeah. And he called me up and I was like, Hey dude, if you want to, um, it's yours. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think I've never, I haven't had enough experience in like trying to relate to a certain song. But when I heard twice, I was mm-hmm. like, been there, done that. Love the song. Um, it was actually a, a female vocalist on it. So I think it was meant for a, like a, a female's perspective, but I was like, I'm just going to drop it down about six whole steps and I'll sing it. <laughs> like, is that something that you try to stay true to yourself? Then, if it's especially if it's a song that you know somebody else wrote, you're you're not just going to cut a song because somebody tells you, "Hey, you should cut this song." Like, you have to kind of feel it. Oh no, emotion. Yeah, right. I've got a. I will. I mean, that's the kind of the great thing of being unsigned and independent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is I do get to call my shots. I mean, I talked to my distributors about it, but it wasn't like, hey, you guys tell me what to release. I was like, I want to release this or this. It's like, no no matter what, these two songs are, are coming out. Which one do you think would be better for, you know, for the next song? And so that's a, a good feeling to have. Um, but yeah, that emotion in that song, it, it feels good to definitely be at that level to be able to choose your songs. Um, and yeah, not have someone be like, oh, this is more radio friendly. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I'm all right. I'm okay. Like I want to, it's whatever I'm doing is not to sound like a vain POS, but like whatever I'm doing is working. Um, so I'm just going to keep uh, authenticity always wins. I guess I will follow up that um with that is uh, authenticity always wins. And I found that last year after all the meetings that I had i had you know a lot all at once and i was like oh my god this is like this is it like yeah labels but whatever i think again any labels listening to this i do think they are resourceful when the time is right mm-hmm. but i feel like what you can do on your own is incredible and there is a very big lane that is open for independent artists to go and do something not to copy and paste like what they're seeing other people do and i think that hit me hard last year when we had the meetings i was having those people say is this pop is this pop and i think it's my biggest regret um is ever second guessing like we went back and we're like well maybe we should like maybe we should put like a dobro in this here or something and it's like i love that i mean i grew up in north carolina i play the fiddle i play the mandolin like i understand that i grew up playing bluegrass music and all this country stuff and i was like it wasn't necessarily a big deal for me and, but I second guessed it a lot and I kind of got super depressed because I was like, I don't really know what to do. And I was second guessing who I was and what my music was sounding like. Um, and I think a perfect stamp of whatever this, this EP that's coming out in May, um, I said to hell with all of that with, with this. Cause uh, last year, I mean, I thought it was probably the most depressed. It was the first time I ever was like, what would I do? If I didn't do this, because I, yeah, I just like, this sucks. Like, right. I'm not country enough. I'm too poppy. I'm hearing pop on the country radio and I'm hearing country on pop radio. And it's like, I'm, I'm trying to do something here. And then, um, we released the album last year and it started to, to do its thing. Um, when I was on the Bobby show, when Bobby had me on in May, I was at like 24,000 monthly listeners. Um, and we are as of today, 13,000 away from 1 million. Wow. Um, yeah. And as an independent artist, that feels pretty sexy like it feels really good and 
Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, hearing all of that last year, I was like, I'm never wanting to second guess what I want to do in my own music ever again. Like, doesn't matter who it is. And like once the right person hears it and they want to help, they'll come along and they were not going to go, mm, I don't know. You might need to sing about Jack Daniels mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Or whiskey. You can like, I don't know if we can say that on air. I don't know what you can say and what you can't say on air, but it'd be like, actually Jack Daniels uh, sponsors us. So, yeah. Right. You know, like, whoops. You, you got to say the other Actually, one, anyways, guys, I got a new song coming out <laughs> called Jack D. But yeah, the point is, is release the music you want to and the people who listen to it, uh, if it's good, It'll reciprocate. What else you got in the works as we close this out here coming up this year? You said you have an EP. You're going back to London. Uh, the UK coming home. Is that correct? Yeah, the UK is coming home tour, which is, yeah, kind of for my uh, my wife and little man. Obviously, they haven't been able to go back to the country um, since then. So I was like, what a cute little way to call the UK tour is coming home tour for them. Um, the EP is May 5th. It's called 94 Accord. And uh, we've got a few more things lined up after that as far as just like songs go and content and stuff like that but again just playing those playing the ticketed shows we're we're working hopefully get out to the west coast soon we're talking to vegas and awesome trying to do a little west coast thing out in august so awesome well best of luck man i appreciate you coming on here where can they find you on social media canaan cox not canon not canon c-a-n-a-a-n-c-o-x yeah instagram tiktok just pretty much anywhere it's always it's just there's no like the Canaan Cox or Canaan underscore Cochist. Not Canaan Cox music. Yeah, Canaan no, Canaan. it's I, I have a um, the uh, you know a pretty unusual name, so that's always the the good part is like ah oh, I true. don't have to worry about my handle being taken. Uh, yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true. I had to uh, deal with that and change mine to the kickoff Kevin. I was like, yeah, I don't really love it, but it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> we though I'll finish this little story. There is um a, a football player. I, it's not like in the NFL, but his name's Canaan Cox, and I've. We've known each other because of the name, like never met or anything. And I wasn't big on TikTok when it first came out. I didn't get it until like 2020, but he had already had it. And I was like, oh my God, the first thing that I'm going to have to be like the Canon Cox or Canon Cox official or something. And then I was talking to my guitar player on the road and he was kind of like giving me crap about it. He's like, oh, you're not really the Canon Cox then if you're not on there. And we were joking around and we went and looked and I don't know if he got kicked off or if he deleted or something, but we went and searched and he wasn't there. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, pull over and like grab the phone, went and said, change handle. I was like at Canaan Cox and it was like approved. And I was like, yeah, got it. Like wow. TikTok is officially Canaan Cox. <laughs> Who knows how long that would have lasted or how long it was even out there yeah. to, to had the my right? guitar, Yeah, had my guitar player not been giving me crap for it, I probably wouldn't have been like, I was like let's see what this guy's doing on TikTok. And All I was right. like, he's not here anymore. That's like, awesome. grab it. Awesome. So, right. Anyways. Well, go follow him at Canaan Cox, C-A-N-A-A-N-C-O-X. Go check him out. Follow him. Stream his music, look it all up, Thank support you, him. I appreciate it, Kanan. This has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks looking for forward me. to uh, what the future holds for you. Thanks, boss. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes 
their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.